Good morning and a most blessed Easter day. Alleluia, the Lord is risen. Today is Easter. It is the high point of our liturgical year. And my name is the mother, Suzanne Smith. And I welcome you to Easter 2022. If that was ever a question about Easter being the high point, Look around grace this morning. The starkness of Lent has been replaced with Easter lilies galore. White and bright beeswax candles set aglow for the first time. Glowing, snow-white hangings and vestments are present everywhere. And perhaps most importantly, the Alleluia's are back. We can proclaim and celebrate the great triumph of Christ rising from the dead. Just a show of hands, how many hearts skipped a beat when you walked into the church this morning? And was your breath taken away by the sheer beauty? Perhaps even wondering if this might be what heaven is like. I'm convinced that the scent of heaven will definitely include Easter lilies. Well, we stand before everyone this morning and we can say that the wilderness of Lent is behind us. The tomb is empty and a bright new day has dawned. Say with me now, Alleluia, he is risen. Alleluia, he is risen indeed. After weeks of holding our tongues and not being able to utter the word Alleluia, today I hope every chance you get you find yourself saying Alleluia. Because we have waited and we have waited, we have abstained and we have fasted. We have prayed and we have devoted ourselves to disciplines during Lent that might have been a bit uncomfortable perhaps even challenging and maybe unpleasant. But there is purpose in it all, and I hope that is affirmed and confirmed this morning, this blessed Easter day. And we have also, this past week, journeyed through Holy Week with all of the emotions and the ups and the downs. We have arrived, and finally it is Easter. Of all the resurrection stories, this by far is the most personal for me. There's emotion and drama, but at the center of this story in John, we have a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. We meet her in the dark as she couldn't wait for daylight to arrive to check on her Jesus. So she does something that most probably wouldn't think about doing, let alone actually do, she gets up and she ventures out into the dark to check on her beloved teacher. When you take the time to actually think about it, that is true devotion and that is love. So she makes the trek to the tomb and what she finds scares her. It isn't supposed to be. What is before her isn't supposed to happen. The stone has been rolled away. But it was a brand new tomb, and it was sealed tightly, and there were guards. How did this happen? 
But that quickly shifts, and she becomes a bit frantic. And her first thought is, oh my goodness, someone has stolen him. I've got to tell the other disciples. She's scared, and she's deeply troubled. We have to find Jesus. But she knows that she can't do it alone. So she sets out and wants to find the other disciples. So she races as fast as she can. Her heart was pounding, and nearly out of breath, she arrives at those who she knows will help. She knows that Simon Peter, and she knows that the beloved disciple will take her seriously. They will come with her back to the tomb. They will help her find Jesus. And so when she shares this news with them, they too are alarmed, and they set out. And when they arrive, what Peter and the beloved disciple do is curious to me. Both look inside the tomb, they investigate, and they see the linen wrappings lying there. But I'm not sure what they thought next, as the text doesn't really say, other than the text says what they do. And what they do is that they leave. They've decided that there isn't a reason to stay. And so the disciples, as the text says, return to their homes. And for me, this is where we see a disciple's true devotion rise to the surface. As Mary Magdalene makes the choice to stay perhaps so moved by emotion, perhaps still stunned and maybe a bit bewildered, she chooses to stay. I know that feeling all too well. Sometimes you're just not ready to leave. In whatever circumstance you find yourself in, you feel committed to stay the course. This is what Mary does. She does the exact opposite of Jesus' hand-picked disciples. And this courageous act sets into motion one of the most intimate moments in Scripture. And this is what happens. Mary is greeted by two angels, and she has this divine interaction with both of them. She was crying. And the angels looked at her and said, Why? Why, Mary, are you crying? Well, Mary expressed remorse that they had taken Jesus, and she didn't know where he was. And then quickly turning around, she is questioned again by someone she thought who was the gardener. Why are you crying, he asked. And at this time, Mary, begging, replies, If you have taken him, please return him. And seeing the pain in Mary's eyes, without uttering one sentence of explanation, Jesus only speaks Mary's name. And she knows. She knows it's him. She's been addressed by him so many times before. She knows the voice. She knows the tone, the inflection, the tenderness. And so she falls on her knees and cries, Rabboni! 
my teacher. And at this point, she wastes no time. She leaves the tomb. And she tells what she has witnessed to anyone who will listen. Mary Magdalene, first apostle, first missionary, the first one to recognize Jesus as risen. And she is the one brave enough to venture out into the dark to find the light. I am delighted and overwhelmed that Mary Magdalene is the torchbearer in so many ways this morning. The story of Jesus is propelled by this woman who for so long has been questioned and not always spoken of nicely in the history of Christianity. I hope that ends for you today. She is a hero. She is not the hero, but she is a hero. And for you, Molly and Jenna, on your baptism day, she is a mother of the faith you can carry with you. She can remind you to have courage, strength, devotion. And she can show you the power of what it means to stay the course. She was the first missionary and apostle. She was the one. Jesus' disciples, they all went home, but she stayed. And because of her faithfulness, she was rewarded with the first encounter of the risen Jesus. And she was the one who got to announce to everyone that he was alive. This is Mary Magdalene's place in history. And that is why, Jenna and Molly, on your baptism day, I want you to know that you have been given an example of a woman to follow in your life of faith. A woman to aspire to be like. A woman so devoted to her Jesus that she did not leave. Well, for Easter baptisms, I always like to hold baptism practice on Good Friday, directly after the service in which Jesus died, where he was hung on the cross and uttered his last words and took his last breath. There is so much richness and meaning in this practice of reminding our catechumens that an essential part of baptism is indeed death. Death to self and all that is of not God. That is part of what baptism means. But thanks be to God, it's not what it all means. Just like being in the tomb, there was death, but when the stone was rolled away from the tomb, new life emerged. New birth, guided by and filled with the Spirit of God. And in baptism, coming up out of the water after having been baptized on Easter Sunday, this will always be part of your story. Molly and Jenna, from this day forward, you are marked as Christ's own forever, initiated into the life of Christ, empowered to do the work he has called you to do with his spirit. 
on this, the most holy day of the year, our blessed Easter. And I would be remiss if I didn't remind you that for the rest of your days, you will be on a spiritual journey towards communion with God the people of God, and all of God's creation restored cosmos, the greatest journey of your life. Jenna and Molly, it's not just water on your head. It is renewal. So follow in Mary Magdalene's footsteps. Be the first to tell everyone that Jesus is yours, that he is your Lord. Know that today and every day that follows you, you will be speaking of your new life by word and by action. And of all days on your baptism day, let us as a church say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And may this Easter, may the Christ who rose in the darkness lead us into new life, new light, and hope. And Molly and Jenna, as you accept this free gift from God that has always been yours since the beginning of time, may you know that the same spirit which guided Mary Magdalene to find Jesus in the tomb is the same spirit which has led you to this moment. And who will be with you forever? Amen.